ranks? Question. <laughs> what happened to Terry Crews? Keeping the paws in there. What happened? That to was Terry. Crews? That was my inner Terry. He does long powers too. Just, just going in, no stutters. Man, I got really accustomed to the power. I was waiting for that, and I'm sitting here going, "Wait, what's he doing?" I'm just trying new things, getting out of my comfort zone, seeing if seeing if the audience responds. Hmm. Yeah, mm. I'm like Chung Do over here. I gotta try some different compositions. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> That's right. It's Lemmings. It's Jay Will bringing you a quicker Power Ranks episode. Hopefully, a 30 minute ish look at our one through 20, 20 through one in this case, because we like to keep you hooked. Even though I'm pretty no sure surprise. you know There's who's no coming surprise. in at one. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you know where this is going but the middle is exciting i think the middle is definitely exciting maybe we should do this in five teen chunks this time to keep everybody <laughs> on edge all right i'm gonna do my best you know i'm pretty bad at counting five though yeah you remember when you sometimes i go counting, six sometimes you don't i do go sub- four you, you can't you never actually know. do the subtraction you actually have to start 20 <laughs> equals one 19 equals 20 two. to 16 yeah see yeah i got you well let's let's get right into it then 20 to 16 at 20 we've got the washington justice 19, we got the Florida Mayhem. 18, Los Angeles Valiant. 17, the Chengdu Hunters. Coming in at 16, we've got the Shanghai Dragons. Shouldn't be anything too surprising for anybody. Washington's bad. Florida's bad. They're lucky yes. to have a map win. They're literally a boombox illness or non-illness again, away from being 0-6, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So there's that. We've got the Valiant staying Oof. true to their to their We Are 7. Yeah. It was We Are 7 losses in. Yes, it's unfortunate because they're better than their record. They really are as a team and talent wise. They just can't win matches. No, let's, take, let's take two minutes. Okay. Are they? I think they are. I okay. think if they had not had the schedule they had, they would have won at least two. That's that's where I'm at with it. Their schedule I think has... losing the players that they lost, bringing in what they brought in. I'm less and less convinced that they are the team that we remember from the end of last year, and more and more convinced that. They are going to be down in here, even if the meta changes. Don't get me wrong. They're not the team that, that finished last year. They're not. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they wouldn't have gone 0-7. Because they, yeah. they were in quite a few of the matchups that they ended up losing. Some map 5 heartbreakers. I mean, they 2-1'd Houston last week, and Houston barely squeaked that one out. Sure did. I mean, the Valiant were right there, that close to picking up at least a win in this stage. And they had that at least one other time. I think their schedule is slightly different. They get two wins do they sure, look they, i mean they took philly those, but... to five right that was right two for them yeah they took philly to five so i mean they're they're competitive with some of these upper level teams they just couldn't get over the hump i don't that doesn't mean i'm saying hey they're a top 10 team when they're outside of the three three no not what i'm saying I'm saying they're better than what their record indicates i could see some people thinking that shanghai being this far down is a mistake it's been an up down stage for them for sure i think we kind of overhyped the wins because it's like oh they're winning but in this case, they pulled pull off an epic win against last year's grand final winners, the London Spitfire. It was it a big win for them, but getting yeah. 4 0 by the Dallas Fuel kind of makes it a little less convincing. Right. You got to take both matchups into account for, for ranking them this week. So unfortunately, they did get blanked by Dallas. So that's not a good look. I don't believe I dropped them personally in my own rankings. 
because I, I did like what I saw when they played London. So I think I gave them a little boost there and kind of gave them a pass on the, the Dallas matchup. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it was kind of like, hey, you're out of the playoffs. How much credit can I really give you for that kind of scenario? Um, they're on the rise, though, especially going into stage two. Let's see what happens with the meta change going into stage two. You may see them closer to that 10 mark. In the next block of five, we've got the Paris Eternal coming in at 15. The Guangzhou Charge coming in at 14. At 13, the Hangzhou Spark. And at 12, the Boston Uprising. Sitting there at 11, we've got the Seoul Dynasty. This was the toughest section for me to figure out personally. Okay. I spent at least 20, 30 minutes going back and forth, changing my mind, trying to evaluate how they were playing, looking at who they played, where were they at in the standings, were they warranting a bigger bump from where we where they ended up and where i put them where they're at in our consensus and i just i was having a really tough time i really really still like this hongjo spark team i think they just need to work out some kinks and get cleaner and get more consistent obviously they had a bad week this week with their their one matchup uh who did they play again i'm trying to remember off the top of my head without looking Obviously, that's not working, so I'm just going to go ahead and look. I know. I was like, oh, I could do God. this, I could do this, I could do this. No, no I can't. Toronto. Toronto. That's who yeah. they – and they got 3-0'd, and I think they draw. They drew the last map, if I remember that correctly. That's what I think happened. So they, Toronto outplayed them, and I don't think there was a reason for that to be a 3-0. Does that mean that Hangzhou would have won? No. But to get 3-0'd and draw on the last map is not really a good look for them. So you know, you have to punish the losses. No denying that. I just, me internally still likes what they have available. I think when the meta changes again, they'll I'll be able to display more of what they can do individually with their roster. We'll have to wait and see if that actually pans out. But you do have to be punished for losses. And then what do you do with Boston? Their, their one bad loss, not that that's their only loss, but their one really bad loss was the Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And that was without fusions. They've lost with fusions now. And they've looked really good with him and then they've looked kind of eh, with him i'm not 100 percent sold on color hex still i said it last week so where do we, where do we sit them and it came down for me to one team being in the playoffs the other or in the playoff chase and the other team not yeah that's kind of how i evaluated that no i like that and, and honestly listening to your logic I, I could probably even even switch mine here as well I had a little bit more trouble kind of more towards the top here, but sadly it kind of pushes some of the other team. Some of the teams that I think are up there kind of push some of the other teams down a little bit. This seems like the one that we disagree on probably the most is this whole dynasty. And that's fair. I think they're probably a little low for me for a team that's basically still sitting in the playoff running. So could be an eighth, you know, could be an eighth in the standings and I've got them at 14 and you've got them at nine. It, I, that, there's nothing wrong with your 14. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. They ended up at nine for me by process of elimination. Like legitimately, I had no other team to put there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, that's want, I did not want to put them at nine. I had to though, because when I started looking <laughs> at everything else, I was like, well, who else are you going to put there? Am I really going to put a Houston team that's barely had a chance to make the playoffs up there? Am yeah. I going to put Boston up there when they've kind of been – just a little back and forth lately since they've got fusions back in the lineup. Like I mm-hmm. need to see them beat a quality team before I can justify putting them in a top 10 position it, for me. I'm not joking. That was legit a process of elimination for me. And I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm certainly, I'm probably 
super weird for this maybe, but I'm I'm such like a, I just want to watch and I kind of go off like a feel from watching matches. I'm sure the stats don't necessarily back up exactly what I'm doing. I mean, they they can't possibly because I've got <laughs> I've got Soul Dynasty at 14 and they're about to potentially make it into the playoffs, which would put them in the top eight. But you know, we've talked about this before. It's hard. You're kind of making the power ranks season long ish, but obviously you're looking at it stage by stage. Uh, because the stages are so important. I mean, that you're locked into a particular meta for, you know, for that, for five weeks of, of Overwatch, six weeks, really. Right. I probably am not the most logical. I mean, I try to do my best. I look at the stats. I look at as many articles and things as possible and try and make it. But then I just go look at the play and I just watch the matches out and kind of do it on feel in a way. And that's which, completely which fair. Which makes it hard. You know, because you got these teams that are like, oh, we, we, you know, hey, last week I came out and 4 the Paris Eternal. This week we're going to get 0-4'd by the, you know, Gladiators. So mm-hmm. it's, that, hard. it's hard when you're doing it on happens. field to be like, uh, okay, right, well, how do I'm, I feel about this? Yes, I'm right there with you, man. It It's tough. You, you try to look at it as objectively as possible. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, my question that I always ask myself when I'm doing this is what team do I think wins in a head-to-head matchup between sure. these two? Like, that's kind of where that's the, the like the last tie-breaking thing who wins in a head-to-head matchup between these two teams right so, but like you said we're, we're sort of doing it team by team sure or excuse me stage by stage and we're also keeping in mind as a season-long thing so like the the meta may change and we may you may see us bump a few teams up really quickly because they may be suited better for a meta but we do have to look at it at as a, a here and now thing, like how are they playing right now, regardless of what the meta is? Are they one of the top teams in the league? Mm-hmm. And then you have to take into the take into account, okay, yes, they may not be playing well now, but are they as bad as they appear to be? Or is it a meta thing? Or is it we need to make one change type of thing? Like what is it that's making them not play quite as well? Or again, right. what's making this team play really well? So there are some teams that when the meta changes, you may see me or both of us drop just because the meta has changed. Yeah, I mean, you know, one that we're going to talk about certainly later, well, we'll talk about it when we get to them, but I, I can certainly think of one team that is poised for poised for large movement based on meta changes. Yeah, I can think of a couple. <laughs> and that breaks us into the top 10, and number 10, the Los Angeles Gladiators. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Big maybe, welcome back. Maybe Shields midway down. Halfway down. <laughs> I think I think what they're doing is they've got them rested on their hip right now. The shields okay. are resting on their hip. They're okay. not on the ground anymore. They have they have found a way to pick them up. You know they're holding them again. They're just not using them. All <laughs> they're right? on break. They're on break. Yeah. They're leaning them yeah. up. Yeah, and, the and they are on break because they're not going to make the playoffs. But man, yeah. they they look impressive. They map their map win was win total was seven to one this past week. Yeah. Looked dominant against Atlanta. Looked dominant against Guangzhou, even though they dropped the first map to Guangzhou, and I was a little concerned. I was like, "Ooh, did we? Did I maybe get a little ahead of myself mm-hmm. after that Thursday match?" But no, they came out, won the next three, looked convincing in doing so. And I was like, "Okay, no, that was just we didn't play very well on that map. Let's move on." So, uh, no, they're not going to be in the playoffs. But sure. if you're asking me right now and going forward, they still have Sure Four, they still have Hydration, and now you add Decay into the mix. That's a top ten team, buddy. Yeah, it's still, I mean, it's just a strong roster in general. And again, I mean, well, we've got them at 10. They're not even going to make the playoffs here, which technically makes them, what, like a four, you know, down in like the 14s or more uh, for this for this particular stage. But just looked like they had genuinely taken a step up in their play. And I know it feels like I've maybe been saying that here and there a lot. 
But I feel like the teams that I'm saying it about are. I mean, Shanghai Dragons, they've stepped up and they've beaten some some significant teams. And yeah, every once in a while they trip up and it's bad. But if they clean up, I mean, they are one cleaned up mistake from beating Dallas and being in the playoff race here. Mm-hmm. Um, and here again with the Gladiators, yeah, I I think that they're going to live up to that. You know, they're taking a step up. I think it took a minute or it took a week to get Decay fully integrated into that lineup, get the communication down. And I think we're going to see a much stronger Los Angeles Gladiators in the next meta, whatever, whatever that, whatever that brings our way. Yeah, to drive home the point that they're they're not as like they're a top ten team for us in power rankings wise, they actually have a positive map differential right now. They're at plus one at with a yeah. three and four record. Okay, and they did that on the back of their two wins this week because they were one and four going into the week. Mm-hmm. They had a crazy scenario where they could have actually made the playoffs, but when it's all said and done, they're going to be sitting probably at 10 or 11 standings wise at the end of the stage once you play these matches this coming week. So I think this is accurate for for their team both right now and going forward. And that takes us in to our consensus nine, which is the Houston Outlaws. (laughs) I couldn't put them in the top 10 personally. This is just how it worked out consensus wise. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally just how the math worked out, people. We we take it, we average both of our rankings, and this is we reorganize or filter it that way. You know, low to high, high to low, however we want to do it. And this is just where they end up. I have them actually at 11. Lemmings has them at 10. So I still have a hard time putting them anything above 10. Uh, I don't remember where I had them at the start of the season, but it was right around here. And I think you had them close to the same. So hello, hello, you know, the team we expected at the start of the year. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Because I was like top three. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You were way up there. This, <laughs> this is where is I my, had What the heck so, am I doing? Yeah, so yeah. Lemmings was wrong. <laughs> Welcome back to where I had you at the start sure. of the year. And what I got I off the train pretty quick, I think, though. <laughs> they were down pretty fast. But. You did. But this is this is what I expect from that team to be middling. And that's sad to say as a fan. Yeah. Because they, they, they give you hope. And then it gets stolen away from you. Uh but they can compete. We know that they're a quality roster with a lot of talent. I'm hoping a meta change unleashes that talent and they find that consistency to be able to compete each and every week against the top teams. We will have to wait and see. Unfortunately, there's still a sliver of hope for them to make the stage playoffs in stage one. We're obviously rooting for it. We're obviously calling for it. So ante up. Let's go get them this week. If they could just find those map five tiebreaker wins. Right. I mean, How many of those know, do they have? right now yeah and they just get to they they play up and down i mean we've talked about this before they play up and down to their to their talent and you know or or to the team that they're playing against excuse me and it hurts it hurts them when it comes down to these map differentials when they have losses to these teams it's gonna hurt them i mean having two draws against the valiant and only winning that matchup 2-1 is gonna end up potentially hurting them here as well uh, in their playoff chances. So you just, how do you put a team that plays up and down is inconsistent, you know, above that top 10, I've got them in the, in at 10 technically, but I, you know, I mean, they're on that bubble and they have a chance to be there. So I think that they deserve a shot to be in this, to be in this 10, but I just, it is, it is very in- increasingly frustrating to put a good number on them. Yes, it really, it really is. Uh, they have two map five losses, by the way. So they are two map five wins away from being five and two. Now, one of those map five losses is to Toronto. So, you know, a, a, what has appeared to be a quality team. Yeah. Um, based on their standings from stage one. And then the other is to Boston, who they probably should have beaten, even though Fusions came out and played really, really well. Yeah. 
it's just frustrating because that's how close they are to being in the driver's seat, even if they only beat Boston in week one. And it's something they even admittedly, like if you go watch their YouTube, if you go watch, look at their Twitter and things like that, when they do these player Q and A's, they're like, if we could just handle map five, (laughs) if we could just, if we could just do map five, that's not a joke. If they just something that played them even from, from last season, just split those matchups and you're four and three. And again, you're in the driver's seat. You're in a right now. You're actually in the top eight. Yeah. And B, all you have to do is is win another another match. Excuse me, they'd be four and two going in. You know, like so they'd be five and one if they had won both right now, and they'd be four and two. But you're in the driver's seat. That is the key. That's how close. That's how how frustrating this team is. <laughs> Which brings us to another very frustrating team, the London Spitfire. Ooh. I've got them at seven. You've got them at eight. Which brings them in at our eight consensus. And you have these moments of glory followed by getting beat by the Shanghai Dragons. So I just don't know where to go. They're this team. They're this team. Even last year, they, their records were never overly impressive. Their regular season records. Right. And you know, their stage, stage by stage records. They consistently Mm -hmm. found themselves into playoffs where they certainly turned them on, turned it on, and and had that kind of next level. So, so how do you? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say all these guys are you know a top five team when they can't pull it together in the regular. So I mean, and there's chances. Certain you know this stage there's a chance they miss. So it's like that that inability to play or or I don't I don't know what it is about you know just regular season overwatch that that the london spitfire are disinterested in but it's going to hurt them it has a significant chance to kick kick them out of the playoffs here in stage 1 mm-hmm. and at the end of the day those losses boil up and when it comes down to the final grand finals and you're looking at it and you have a negative map differential or something that's going to be an issue it certainly is the only thing in their favor going into week 5 is the fact that they can at least get the 4 and 3 which is much of where they spent last year, not necessarily a four or three, but they were always floating around like that six and four line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you're a game difference away from being five and five, but I don't know. I, they started off the season really poorly, obviously going zero and two in that week in week one. Mm-hmm. Then they strung together some wins and then they dropped this more or less a heartbreaker to Shanghai. Yeah. I, I really reevaluating that matchup. I really think that back cap stung them. I don't think they really recovered. Yeah. I even, even when it happened and then they like the first point, I think it was, what was it? It was a route 66 afterwards, right? Because they got got like full held and spawned on route 66, I think. Uh, So what happened? So they were on route 66. That was, that was the back cap. Right. It was the back cap was on route 66, but you're not wrong. The, the full hold was still on route 66. What happened after that was they went into overtime. They went to time bank because that was Shanghai's offensive attack. London had already gone and all they had to do was keep them from capping all three points. Yeah. And they were unable to do so, but that back cap is what allowed Shanghai to, to finish the map. And then it went into time bank and Shanghai had a decent push. Not they didn't finish, but they had a decent push. And then London just got stomped on their attack run. So but that's yeah, how and, crucial. And three. So yeah, they got it completely held. Yeah. So that's that's how crucial things like that can be. It it's just one of those situations where you probably are like we we've talked about this. Overwatch is a very mental game. Mm-hmm. You have to be on point with all of that at all times. And when something like that happens, it really plays with your emotions and your mentality looking forward. Like you're stuck in that one moment. Like, how did we let this happen? 
what could we have done differently? And it's tough to get your mind out of that as other things are happening because you're sitting there saying, God, if we had just not let this back cap happen, if we had just not let this back cap happen, and then you're stuck in map five trying to recover from that. And there's not a lot of time in between the maps. So I'm not going to punish them so much for that loss. Sure. I really am not. In fact, I think I had them right where I had them last week or maybe just one spot down either or it doesn't matter i think you and i actually flip-flopped our i think last week i was eight and you were seven i think yeah. i'm seven so, you're you know, eight so we that's fine yeah. yeah it's just one of those things though where it's like okay you lost but how you lost kind of mattered yeah it's the best way i can explain it our consensus number seven ranked team is the dallas fuel a very convincing win against the shanghai dragons this week looking better yeah, I, I think from for for me going back and I was I was watching the highlights on that map that the roster is starting to come together, right? So they had some they had some turnover and they're not just they're not just playing the same roster that they had last at the end of last season. So no, they've got guys like Mickey on the bench. We've got we figured Hashtag out free Mickey. Yeah, uh, we've got the effect problem figured out. We've we've sat him and we've got AKM in there now. And so now this is this is a week this is one week into kind of that that roster having the ability to gel a little bit and we know how important it is to for communication to have some time playing with each other on the stage and so we're going to get a chance to see here against Boston coming up a good competition and in a playoff game whether or not that's genuinely true or they just managed to pick off a, a mentally stumbling Shanghai Dragons. Yeah, definitely a pseudo playoff game coming up for them. It's going to be high intensity because it's win or for Dallas, it's win or potentially don't get in. It's not fully, you know, win and or go home, unfortunately. But Boston, it's definitely win or go home. So it's going to be a really good matchup to watch to see how much Dallas has actually solidified their roster, solidified their play. I've been more and more impressed by RCK each week. I'm still, still impressed with what they get out of Zachary, he doesn't play that often, obviously, because AKM comes in and plays as well. AKM continues to shine. Uh, he's doing more and more than he was last year. Because mm-hmm. last year he was primarily, you know, soldier, and then he showed some other heroes as time went on. But he has really improved in the offseason, and he and can do a lot Zarya more. for him, for sure. Yes, absolutely a solid Zarya for them. And, and OGE, could I, can I give you a round of applause, OGE? You were, you were on point. That entire map against Shang or the entire match against Shanghai, like you get kudos for me because I thought you were the player of the game for Dallas and setting everything up. I really did. I thought and he was who in the past has been a liability for them. OG exactly. coming into that match was was a liability up until then. Mm-hmm. So they're just coming along really nicely. I expect a positive finish to the season or excuse me the stage for them. How far they go in the playoffs, who really knows? But a positive finish is making the playoffs and looking good while in the playoffs, whether you win or lose. Just got to get in first. Yep, yep, Got to be goal number one. Speaking of a team that's on the way up, let's talk about one that could be on the way down. And after the way they lost, (laughs) could potentially be a free fall. (laughs) We'll see. And we got coming in at our consensus six is the Atlanta Reign. I've got them at six, and you've got them at seven. And they got denominated by a leveled up Los Angeles gladiators. Yes. And what's more concerning about that loss is that they rolled over. Yeah. They, they conceded defeat early on and didn't even try. I don't know what to do with them. The reality is they still are sitting on only two losses. So they're in the driver's seat to make the playoffs with two matchups left. One of them being against Houston. One of them being against Chengdu. 
They should only need to beat Chengdu to kind of stabilize their stage here. If they can do that, they'll avoid free fall regardless of what happens in that Houston Outlaws match. And mm-hmm. for me, regardless of if they actually make the playoffs or not, even though I think as long as they beat Chengdu, they'll make the playoffs. It's really going to come down to how they look this week. I, I'm going to give you a pass, mostly because you only played one matchup. Gladiators had your number. But let's see how you recover from that now. If you can't recover from that, much like Paris has not, then you're going to hit free fall status real quick. This is a this is a team that I have a feeling this could be a problem. This was DeFran's problem when he got signed to the roster. Everyone was like, ooh, sometimes he can be pretty toxic. Sometimes he can tear apart teams that he's a part of. Then you got the trash talk king, Dogman, out there yelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they were taking on Paris, he's yelling out to the crowd, Cruz is a feeder. Yes, they um, did that after the match. Yeah, so... I ha- is this a team that once they get into that O2 position, are they do they have that mental fortitude to rally, come back and perform a reverse sweep? I don't know. I don't, you know, obviously showing here that that kind of they got down to that O2 and they got in their own heads or just gave up and that was it. That would be my question for this team is is you know, how do you handle adversity? How do you handle getting O4? Uh, and we'll see what they're able to do this week. They have two matches certainly to prove that they deserve that spot in the playoffs. They've got one where they definitely need to handle their business quick, and we'll see how the Houston one plays out. Yeah, that's the first time they've actually gone down 0-2. So even their other loss against Philly, they were, it was a back-and-forth matchup that went to Map 5. Yeah. So this is the first time they faced any real adversity in a, in a match. Like, we're struggling. We're getting our tails kicked in. Mm-hmm. Do we have the ability to fight back? Do we have the ability to bounce back, get ourselves out of this situation? We dug a hole. Can we say, hey, we're going to buckle down and we're going to fight for every inch and everything that we can get. Whether we win or lose, we're going to be competitive and we're going to give it our best. That is not what they did. So it's a question of, is that a trend or just a one-time blip? And so let's talk about a team that has found a way to rally in their matches. Number five, I've got them at five, you got them at four. It's the Toronto Defiant. Yeah, this was a case of punishing one team for losing and rewarding the other team for not. Um, mm-hmm. But you gotta respect the record. It's five and two. It's it's not. Yeah, it, it gets to a point, right? Where you, yeah. like, I, I still don't know. I still don't know. But they're winning, so right. <laughs> gotta like do played, something. It's not like they played Washington, Florida, Los Angeles, Chengdu, and Shanghai. Right. Like it's not like those were their five wins. It's that you know they're Almost beating four the Hangzhou. Right. They're supposed to. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They're beating teams that we think are pretty decent or at least have more talent and mm. are playing at least a little better. And they're competitive with them. And the most, and like I said, in most cases, beating them. But then you look at it, their two losses are to New York and Atlanta. The New York loss is a 4-0. Again, not all that surprising. That's what they do. <laughs> oh, it's New tough York. to say. But I don't think that they were necessarily in that matchup versus, yeah. say, a San Francisco shot who were in their 4-0 with New York. They just couldn't win a map. Yeah. And then against Atlanta, you legitimately looked at that and you said Atlanta's the better team. Clearly the better team. Now, has that worked out long-term? No, but they were clearly the better team that day. That day, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's it's like, okay, what's what's the true Toronto-defiant team when it comes to playing these top-level teams? Again, you're beating teams that are, you know, in our, for ranking purposes, you know, floating between 9 and 15, basically. You know, you're beating those teams like you're supposed to, and then you're beating the bad teams for sure. But what can we actually expect from you when you're going to play these top four teams? That's a good question, and we're going to find out 
because they've clinched a playoff spot. So we're going to see them take on some of these top competitors for sure. Well, maybe not for sure, but they're at least going to have to play playoff teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I said a lot about the Toronto in, in the episode. The quick, the TLDR on that one is I really feel like the core, Neko, Ivy, and Envy have all kind of come together a little bit, are playing a lot better, which is allowing them to, to advance and, and beat these, comp- these competitors as they, as they have in these later matches. We're going to see if that translates into can you beat a Fusion, a Titans, or an Excelsior, but I don't know. I still really genuinely don't know, but like you said, I mean, they're winning, so I can't. you can't say, oh, you're, you're bad. At no, five yeah. and two. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, which takes us into the top four. San Francisco Shock. I've got them still at three. You're still a hater at five. Not a hater. Hater. I'm, I'm very much a you have to be punished for losing. Yeah. Regardless of how, how that loss was. I mean, you have to be punished for a 4 0. As competitive as they were. Yeah. You have it, to be punished for a 4 0. It gets to a point where you can only make that, you know, you can only make that, oh, they were so competitive excuse so many times, right? Because the right. the fact is, if you're a competitive team, you find a way to win. Exactly. And so, you know, uh, you know, all, all these matches, they've been so competitive. And okay, well, then, you know, then maybe they are genuinely lacking that ability to close out a match, to just, you know, put the put the foot on the throat and say, you're done, and this is our match, and we're taking it now. Right. You can um, be competitive in every match and still sure. be over, so... <laughs> I I'd still just think, you know, Super Sinatra, these guys are just super, super talented guys. They're playing really well in their roles and their positions, and this team is still a really competitive team. I also think that once we get out of this 3-3, which may not necessarily 100% fit what their roster is built for, obviously with five DPS sitting there on the roster, <laughs> that, you know, we're going to see an even more improved San Francisco shot come out. They have a propensity to play a sloppy match here and there that could seriously hurt them in the playoffs, but... I don't know. I believe that they're a top three because you know my feelings about your top three. Yeah, I know your feelings. Don't worry. <laughs> they're definitely one of the top five teams. There's no doubt about that. If it hadn't been for a loss, they'd have been top four for me. No no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none. Sinatra is actually the top damage dealer for 10 minutes, in case anybody didn't know that. So he's playing out of his mind right yeah. now. He looks phenomenal. He was building... It was him, right? They were playing... Yeah, they were playing Paris. So this was the Paris matchup. Mm-hmm. He was building two grabs for Sherfor or Shadowburn's one. So every yeah. time, so he was getting two grabs in before Shadowburn can get to one. And it was so much fun to watch. He was high energy the whole time. Super was opening up a lot of space for them. And I think that roster only opens up more if the meta changes. Because now you bring Striker into the equation. You bring back Baby Bay. I mean, they're the people that we know and we know are good at playing DPS heroes. And they're just not playing right now because mm-hmm. of the meta. Yeah. So they have real potential to be even better than what they are right now, which is probably scary for the rest of the league. And this was most likely the toughest part of their schedule. I have to go back and look again, but I mean, they don't see NYXL again. So there goes that. <laughs> they just, they competed with the teams. They were, well, they were competing with everybody. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat. They're going to get another crack at Vancouver. And I think they win that the second time around, by the way, when mm-hmm. the meta changes, I really do. So, yeah, this team is good. The 4-3 and three does not indicate how good they really are. Unfortunately, they had, like we said, a tough schedule for Stage 1, and they handled it pretty well, honestly. You finish 4-3 and three with a plus-5 map differential, that's nothing to, nothing to scoff at. Also, quick note for Paris, Shadow Mern ain't working for you on Zarya, so... No, I tweeted that out. Try I asked something else, soon, please. I legit <laughs> asked, does anybody know where Soon is? Has Paris, if you're listening... 
He'll bring back soon. It's nothing against Shadowburn. He's phenomenal on Genji. The meta's got to change for him to come back into play. Luckily, it's changing soon for them. LOL. That's a, a pun. Bring back soon, <laughs> soon for the soon meta change. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no idea why they put him in over soon. I thought they were playing pretty well with soon on Zarya. Top three. At number three, consensus. Not mine. Got the Philadelphia Fusion. Get your electrons moving, buddy. All right, Philadelphia Fusion. I've got them at four, one spot down from Jay Will, only because they just have a propensity to play kind of these dirty in the trenches. Not dirty in terms of playing, you know, trash talking or those types of things, but just I was about to say. <laughs> it's not clean. It's not precise. It's not surgical. They eke out these wins. If we argued that Shock has a problem with not being able to put the throat, you know, put the foot on the throat and say, this is my match, I'm taking it now. I think the opposite about Fusion. They just kind of play like a non-surgical lackluster most of the match, and but they do know how to put the foot down on the throat and say, this is mine and I'm taking it now. And that stems mostly from Mr. Icy Veins Carpe himself. Yeah, I think I think they have like a ridiculous map five win percentage, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So they know what they're doing when they get to map five. Like I know you and I were going back and forth about their matchup. I just never panic with them. I really don't. Even when they were losing to Florida... I didn't panic until they went into halftime. Like it was, you could tell it was different. Mm. But any other time with their regular six, I just look at it and I go, "This is just how they play." <laughs> you know, they get they get a little loosey goosey every now and then. They make some mistakes trying to do something probably they shouldn't have done. They're not surgical like New York is by any means. Sure. They know how to win though. Like that's the end of the story for me. Yeah, I mean, and I, they have top level talent. They have an MVP caliber player, and that's enough for me to justify them being the third best team. That's like that's where it ends with me. Sure, you're still winning, and you have that kind of talent. You know how to win. You're winning matches, even when people are like, "Man, you guys probably should be stomping them out." But at the end of the day, they're still winning, and then they play tougher competition. And guess what? The matches kind of look the same. <laughs> <You laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. For me, it's a little bit of playing up and down to your level of competition, which is not what you really want to see out of a top-level team in any sport. But at the end of the day, the win is all that matters, and that's what they usually end up getting. Yeah, a little bit of overconfidence from them every once in a while. We saw it against Chengdu, kind of burned them on Nepal, and mm -hmm. they almost lost that as well. So getting a little cocky, overextending, playing some compositions maybe they shouldn't have been playing, and, and then when they try and get back into it, it's usually a little bit too far behind. So I can't argue with you, though, if, if you're getting the W. Right, if they were losing, we'd have, we'd have a different story to yeah. tell. <laughs> All right, this is kind of boring, actually. We got to two and one. <laughs> just, just state them. There's nothing, it's not like there's, a big there's, reveal there's, or anything. There's nothing surprising. Yeah. They're the two undefeated teams. One could overtake yep. the other after the end of week five. I doubt it, and that's only because I'm not picking against New York until somebody beats them. So yeah. that includes Vancouver, who is two for both of us, and New York's one. So why would we argue with it? They're the two best teams playing right now. Vancouver got exposed a little bit against Chengdu this week, yep. which honestly put a gap between one and two for me, which had been really, really close for a while. So I still think we're on a collision course. Mm -hmm. I'm praying we're on a collision course because that's what the league needs. They need these two teams playing in the in the stage finals. Yeah, That is what's going to drive ratings. That's what's going to drive people to be interested in these stage finals. God help us if we get like a Toronto Defiant versus an Atlanta Rain final. Nothing against those two teams, but everybody wants to see New York play Vancouver because they haven't seen it yet. So the Vancouver Titans, for me, I've had them up here. I was probably, I think I was the first to get them up all the way up here in between between us. I mean, not like the first analyst to ever do it, but, but um, 
yeah, you know, they got shown up a little bit. And this was the team earlier that we were referring to has a chance to to take that big next level drop when the meta changes. So they got pretty exposed against Chengdu. Now, I think part of that was coaching. I think it's odd that they weren't prepared for Chengdu to throw the quirky compositions, and they should have been better prepared for that. I think they put a lot of confidence in Bumper being able to solo three players, four players in some cases. They would send him up solo onto the high ground to try and take down two snipers with Peel support. So I just, you know, I feel like, ooh, you know, if we're looking at, yeah, right now, stage one, they're number two. They actually have a chance to be number one. And then, but then if you project that out over the rest of the season and you say, uh, you know, are the Vancouver Titans going to be able to compete when 3-3 is not the default? There's some cracks. There's some flaws there in that armor. Whereas New York Excelsior, you're sitting there and you're going, okay, you know, this starting, you know, they have players on the bench that would be a starting roster easy for <laughs> 10, you know, for probably six on, for our number six on, you know, five on really. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and you know, they're just sitting there kind of itching to get in and, and play. I mean, say Biobi, Pine, Ark, some of these guys are, are top levels. You know, that's why they're two. And that's why New York will be, you know, eternally one until they get beaten. Um, yeah. I think I think part of what we saw against Chengdu was kind of like we talked about going into that Paris Vancouver matchup, where it was going to be this is how we do things versus how this is how we do things. It was just that was going to be the grudge, the like the the way that match was played. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Vancouver tried to do against Chengdu. This is what we do. This is what you do, and we're going to try to outdo you with that. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. So you know, I just New York is surgical, and I think that's the difference between them and Vancouver is New York can play any way you want them to play. You know, like. Vancouver is great in this 3-3 and they have what they do and they stick with it. But New York is completely flexible. I I feel like they would run any lineup they needed to according to the meta and be successful in it. And they've shown that through two seasons now, or at least a season in a stage. That's, that's what they can do. They can adapt quickly to whatever is happening within the meta, within the game. Mm -hmm. And they just, they counterpunch you to death. Like you have no idea. You're like, wait, I wasn't prepared for that because I thought we were on the upper foot because we, this was our game plan coming in and they just took it and shoved it back at us. Sure. So I will give you credit. You actually had Vancouver at number one uh, going into week two. Um, but I will slap you in the face for having New York all the way down at six. Yeah. Remember that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to try to do this in like 30 seconds. I got 30 seconds. Um, I don't think New York Excelsior is the strongest 3-3 team in the world. That should probably be not the case since they're sitting at number one here. Yeah, I just felt I felt like there was a time in this in this stage where I was looking at them squeaking out some wins against some of their early competition that wasn't really competition and thinking, you know what? I mean, there's some cracks here and there in their 3-3 compositions. So but there's that's no where cracks. I had them down it's at a certain point. I feel like I correctified that issue pretty quick, though. You did correct that very quick because, as far as I'm concerned, there's no cracks in that roster. It's you know, the, welcome back to the seasons, week one. You're on the stage, you know, working out the kinks slightly for sure. each team. Sure, and, and then, integrating two new players for them, right? Nene and Flower yeah, are coming in. Yeah, and... exactly. So they're more than capable within the three-three. But what sets them apart from everybody else, again, for me, is their ability to do anything. I like you can't out maneuver them with a roster or a lineup that they're not prepared for their preparation is above everybody else like that's that's where that's the difference between them and everybody else i think last season what happened in the playoffs is they just choked that away they got nervous they got tense 
little bit of pressure, tighten them up, and they played outside of what they usually do. They're clearly on a mission this year. So until anything changes with that roster and with the way they're playing, I'm not sure they're going to fall from that one spot anytime soon. And with them sitting at number one, that wraps up our top ten. Let's wind them back real quick. We've got the Gladiators, the Outlaws, the Spitfire, the Fuel, the Rain, the Defiant, Shock, Fusion, Titans, and New York Excelsior is our top ten. Also, I forgot to car- hashtag Carpe for MVP today. I just want to make sure I get that in. Get it in. <laughs> squeeze it in. And you can squeeze it into the outro, my friend, which means that you should be following us on Twitter and Instagram at BreakItDownOWL. You should absolutely be subscribed to the podcast. Let's break it down on Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You should definitely be checking back on our website from time to time. We are putting up some pick trackings, our match picks. We're going to be getting our power rankings up there, and you never know. You might start to see some some written articles come your way here and there. You should also be emailing us your questions, your feedback at breakitdownowl at gmail.com. And above all else, you should be having some fun watching some week five matches. Play in or get out. Playoff time, baby. Don't forget, they don't start till Saturday this week, but these matches are going to be worth the watch.